get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. He's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. Questions and answers coming up in about 10 minutes or so. But right now, we are very happy to go out to the Brownie and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be talking with a Canadian Baseball Hall of Famer. He's a five-time All-Star, a three-time Gold Glover, and a two-time Silver Slugger. He is Tim Wallach joining us here on the show. Tim, we appreciate the time today. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I appreciate you uh, giving me a call and having me on. I'm uh, been looking forward to it. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. So I, I wanted to talk with you a little bit to start things off about those Montreal teams back in the 80s. And I, I think you can call it a rivalry or at least the head to heads that you had with the St. Louis Cardinals. For any of our listeners that may be too young to remember those those games, what was it like going head to head with those 1980s Whitey Ball Cardinals? Well, it was uh, obviously they had a lot of speed. We played on a lot of turf at the time. We had some speed. Uh, yeah, a little different game than than people are watching now. There was a lot more speed. Or, well, there's guys that have speed in the game now, but it's obviously turned into more of a home run uh, type of game. But uh, you, the game was to me was faster at the time. Uh, you know, Tommy Herr, uh, Vince Coleman, Ozzie Smith. Uh, I mean, you can go on and on about the guys that could run. Willie McGee. And then we had guys like Tim Raines and Andre Dawson, Larry Walker, different points in the 80s there. It was, uh, they were fun games. You you had to be on your toes all the time. And uh, it was uh obviously like i said a little bit different game but they were always fun games tim was that defense just frustrating as hell to play against as a hitter because i can only imagine you thinking that you have a base hit and then ozzy smith just does a backflip and throws the ball as you're running to first base yeah ozzy was it was uh even being on the other side it was fun to watch he was something else he he made plays that uh you just didn't think were possible to make. And Tommy was a, Tommy Hur was an excellent second baseman. Terry Pendleton at third base, and uh, they were they were something to watch as a group because even on turf, as fast as it was, these guys just played faster. 
Tim, I think sometimes we forget how great those teams were in Montreal and how great the fans were up there as well for you guys in the heyday. I I think that it would be great to see a team back up there at some point. What do, what do you think we miss with not having the team that's based in Montreal right now in baseball? You know, it was, you know, guys, guys used to, at different times, they either loved coming there or they hated coming there because it was a, it was a great city for one and uh montreal was uh, i loved it i was there 12 years uh i've made some many longtime friends because it was in montreal i mean we all as you play uh everybody knows we're in a clubhouse for six months almost eight months with spring training and you get to know guys better than you you probably know some of your family members because you're together so much, but Montreal is even a little bit more like that. We all lived, uh, in a like downtown apartments and we'd have 10 couples there together. Mm-hmm. And we've had, we have some of the greatest longtime friends that, uh, you could ever ask for. And, and it was mainly because of that. Um, just the relationships we've made over the years, uh, playing together. Uh, that's probably the greatest thing that I remember about Montreal. Tim, I want to get into a player's head right now because uh, for the Cardinals currently, they're going through a lot of struggles offensively, and I'm sure you've been through slumps before in your career. As an individual, how do you get out of that going through this long of a season? Because you got to keep level-headed. You can't get stressed out and grip the bat too tight. But on the flip side of that, you also know that that's not the player you are if you're going through a slump. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to forget how many slumps I went through, but we all do. Uh, it to me, it's the hardest thing to do in sports is hit a baseball. Uh, what really comes from that is just knowing that it's a long process. You're going to go through your ups and downs, and you have to stay with what your routine is. And the the great ones never alter their routine, whether they're going well or going poorly. Uh, and those are the guys that if you if you have guys like that, you have guys like Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado there that have been through ups and downs. You, you have to understand that, uh, and you know for them to be the great players they are, they've stuck with their routine, and they don't alter it because they've gone through a three or four or ten game uh, tough tough streak. They stay with the routine and guys that can do that and not start making wholesale changes because you're struggling for a few days or, uh, you know, you just, you never know what's going on. There could be something off the field, but when you get to the ballpark, you stick with your routine and in the long run, you're going to, these guys end up where they always end up with good numbers because of that. Tim, you were a hitting coach with the Dodgers in 04 and 05. And I'm just curious because a lot of people in St. Louis, you know, they go to Jeff Albert, the hitting coach, and they say, oh, well, he's the problem because the offense isn't contributing. From a hitting coach's perspective, how much impact do you feel that that role has on individual players? I think uh, more mentally than physically, uh, you know, any good hitting coach, you know, we're all, when I was when I did do it, I was always looking at video to see if I could see something mechanical. But I would try. You can't just go to a player and say, "Hey, you're doing this." 
you have to have that player. If you want him to uh, really take what you see, he's got to see it. So you sit down with your guy. If you see a little something mechanical and you let him, uh, guys are always going to be, if they see something and they feel that they can make that adjustment, whatever they need to do, it's going to work better than you saying, Hey, you need to do to do this. And then you mentally help them along. And, uh, too many times I think hitting coaches will give, uh, give guys mechanical things and they've been doing something for a long time. Uh, and they've been good with it. You don't want to be trying to mess with, uh, different mechanical, mechanical things with their swings. We're talking to Tim Wallach for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Former Expos third baseman, bench coach for the Dodgers, the Marlins, has been around baseball. He's a baseball lifer. Uh, Tim, you played the position. You played third base. And I wanted to ask you about Nolan Arenado, who you mentioned previously. I don't know how much you've been able to watch him, but I would imagine you've seen a decent amount. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Cardinals' new third baseman when you get the opportunity to watch? Well, I saw a lot of him when I was in L.A. as a bench coach and third base coach, and uh, we'd see him around 18, 19 times a year. And without a doubt, and I've seen some amazing third basemen, Mike Schmidt, uh, Terry Pendleton, uh, uh, I'm blanking out on some others, but I've seen a lot of amazing third. He's the best I've ever seen. It's, uh, And I saw it from the, his rookie year. I saw him when he first came up, and he he makes plays that uh, most of us can only dream to make. He's uh, tremendous. He's just got great anticipation, and uh, you know, just all the things that you need. He he makes all the plays. I, I had Adrian Beltre, and I thought he was the best I ever saw until Nolan Nolan came along. He's been a heck of a lot of fun to watch for us this year. Hey, Tim, the last thing that I wanted to ask you about is the big story in baseball right now. Um, you, you've you been a baseball lifer. I'm curious for your thoughts on this. Baseball has decided to crack down on the foreign substances that pitchers are using. Last night, we saw the back and forth between Joe Girardi and Max Scherzer. We saw Romo decide he was going to basically drop his <laughs> pants. Um, what, what's been your impression of baseball deciding to do this midseason? And uh, how do you think this is going to go moving forward? Well, I think it's going to get even uglier. I think it's something we've had one. I mean, it's the game is slowly changing. uh, And it's one thing, one year, one thing, another, and you just keep adding on these things. And I think at some point, and this might be the point, uh, people are going to stand up and say enough's enough. This is, this has been a great game for, I don't know, a hundred and, 50 years, whatever the number is, um, changing the game is, is tough to watch because I, it's the game I've loved my whole life. And we keep making one change after another and the game has changed and hopefully, uh, we don't lose, uh, the fact that this has been and, should always be the greatest game on on the planet and uh it's disappointing i think guys are getting a little little fed up with uh too much coming from change more than let's play the game 
Tim, do you feel like there's anybody within the or, within baseball, within MLB that that is kind of making that stance? Do you, do you feel like that's being lost right now? The stance of making changes? No, or the opposite. The stance of, hey, you know, baseball is a great game and it can be played well and it can be fun to watch. And it, it seems almost as if there's a lack of that influence within uh, the headquarters for Major League Baseball right now, at least in my opinion. Well, the headquarters can make the changes. The only people that can stop changes are the players. The players are playing the game, and if enough of them stand up and say, leave our game alone, it's great already, uh, that's the only way it's going to stop. Interesting. Uh, No, I, I don't see enough. No. Tim, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. All the best to you. All the best to your son as well. I know he's playing. We wish you guys all the best, and we'll talk with you again soon, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care.